Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Seeding is virtually complete across Saskatchewan. Provincial Crops Analyst Shannon Friesen says seeding is at 99%, up from 94% one week ago. Seeding has essentially wrapped up in the province. Of course, there are still some fields out there that do remain to be seeded. Uh, most of those will likely go to crops such as oats and barley, or even for green feed or silage. In the north part of the province, the northwest is the furthest behind with about 97% of the crop complete. And there are some areas, of course, in the northwest, as well as around the Nipawin area in the north east that may actually remain unseeded due to excess moisture. Do you know how much land will be left unseeded? Hard to say at the moment because of course there's still a little bit time left uh, to get some of those green feed and cereal crops in but we should have a better idea hopefully in the next week. We had some rain this past week. What impact? Oh, the rain this week was absolutely fantastic. It certainly helped us out a lot. Having that nice slow rain for a day or two in many areas, particularly in the south, has really helped us along. So up until earlier this week, a lot of the topsoil was deteriorating. We had a lot of strong winds, a lot of warm days, and a lot of producers were concerned that not only the crops were not emerging evenly, they were stunted. Many of the hay fields were stunted as well. So overall, the rain has been very beneficial uh, for those who did get some. When will more be needed? Certainly, it depends where you are in the province. Um, I know parts of the central area, kind of that Outlook, Watrous, Davidson, they really got not much over the last couple of days. So they're still in good shape for now, uh, but certainly rain will be, will be needed again in the next couple of weeks. What is the topsoil moisture rating? Well, as of Monday, so prior to the rain, cropland topsoil moisture was rated as 7% surplus, 52% adequate, 35% short, and 6% very short. On hayland and pasture, it is 4% surplus, 43% adequate, 41% short, and 12% very short. So which were the main areas that did get rain? Most of who got rain, of course, was that southeast part, so Weyburn, south to the border, which probably needed the rain the most. We heard anywhere from an inch and a half to even three inches, so they got quite a lot over there. Yorkton as well got quite a bit heading into Manitoba. We did hear about Swift Current, Musha areas around the west central. It really depended where you were, uh, but we've heard anywhere from a couple tenths up to even three, even four inches. How is crop development? Crop development has improved uh, thanks to the warm weather as well as the moisture. So at the moment, 60% of the fall cereals, 62% of the spring cereals, 53% of the oil seeds, and 70% of the pulse crops are now at their normal stages of development for this time of year. And what is the crop rating? At the moment, the crops are in fair to excellent condition, again, depending where you are in the province. Certainly, we have more moisture. In parts of the north, things are looking a little bit better, but hopefully with this rain and hopefully some heat, things should be looking in better shape soon. What have been some of the major causes of crop damage this past week? Of course, we've still had very strong winds pretty much every day, so that has damaged crops. We've also had issues from cutworms and flea beetles that are still being reported, uh, localized flooding, we've had some hail. We did hear of the temperature actually dipping below zero again last week in parts of the north, and of course, lack of moisture has also caused some issues for us. I understand SAS Power says there's still been some more incidents of farm equipment coming in contact with power poles or lines. That's right. So 
so far there's been 149 reports of power line contact this year and 19 of those have been in June alone. So we do encourage farmers of course to make sure that they are being very careful when working around lines or poles as, as we do not want any accidents to occur and of course to remind them that if they do have some issues with some lines or something that they would like looked at they can contact SAS Power and they'd be willing to work with them. Shannon Friesen compiles the weekly crop report for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The Saskatchewan government has outlined a three-year plan to transfer community pasture management to local patron groups. Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart says patron groups will be offered 15-year leases, similar to the transition program for federal community pastures. For the first season, the 2018 grazing season, there will be 13 pastures transition all in the northwestern part of the province. And for the second season, the 2019 grazing season, there will be 19 pastures transition, mostly in the northeast, but some in the northwest to clean up that corner of the province. And in the third year, the 2020 grazing season, there will be 18 pastures transition, mostly in the south, but a small number in the northeast. And that will complete the process. It'll be uh, very similar as far as the uh, patrons are concerned to what the deal is with the former PFRA pastors, and that's been pretty successful, and that is in the uh, both the online consultations, which I think involved about 2,000 respondents, and the very substantial uh, meetings we had with patrons around the province, well-attended meetings, good feedback. That was the position they took as well, that that would be their preference. Why pick 15-year leases? Well, 15-year leases is what the patrons ask for in, during the PFRA transition. And so uh, we originally started with five-year leases, but they asked for 15, and we saw no reason why we couldn't do that. So we'll, we'll grant the same option to the patrons of the Provincial Pasture Program as well. And I understand the lease terms are similar to those for the federal pastures. They allow rights of traditional uses for, by First Nations and Métis? Yes, exactly, including T- hunting. Now, I understand that for community pasture patron groups that can't go it alone, that you're allowing some flexibility there? Yeah. You know, even with the PFRAs, uh, there's one of the pastures that partnered up with Nature Conservancy Canada, and we didn't stipulate that that was an option then, but they asked us if they could, and we saw no reason why they couldn't. So, you know, we're making that available to uh, uh, for the patrons to partner with organizations like uh, RMs, uh, like uh, environmental NGOs uh, such as Nature Conservancy Canada or uh, even First Nations, if that's what they want to do. Um, I still really prefer the option where the patrons are more engaged themselves, but if that's the option they choose, it's allowable. Do you expect a pretty smooth transition from the government-run community pastures to the patron-run community pastures? Yeah, we do. You know, the transition of the PFRA pastures has gone very smoothly. There's only one more season to go to finalize that transition, and we expect the provincial pastures to transition just as as smoothly. Many livestock producer groups have asked for a smooth transition of community pastures to local patron groups. There's a number of patrons that would like to see the Saskatchewan Pastures program continue, but we just don't think that's a, an option. It's not a primary function of government to, to manage privately owned cattle or any cattle for that matter. So we're we're getting out of, out of the program like we didn't want to take on the PFs. Uh, we think we don't think we should be in the business at all. This this is 5% of the cattle in the province that have a special have a different deal than everybody else and it's uh, yeah, I think it's more fair all around if we transition it in in this way. Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart. 
Beneficial insects can improve a farmer's bottom line by eating other insects that damage crops. Canola Council of Canada agronomy specialist Greg Sekulik says a special display will be held at the Saskatoon Agriculture Canada Research Station next week. In any given field in Western Canada, you're going to have about 500 different species of natural enemy. So various parasitic wasps that are pretty specific for individual pest species, as well as generalist predators like spiders, uh, lacewing, carabid beetles. There's, there's a whole gamut of like, assassin bugs and pirate bugs and, and creatures that uh, are often too small to really take much notice of, but are doing a tremendous amount of work in definitely managing uh, pest populations. Seculix says farmers can help the beneficial insects by providing a good habitat. Zero-till land, field margins, grass strips, uh, tree bluffs, wetlands, all of these types of, of habitat are places where these things will live. We've got a tremendous amount of research now, uh, both a little bit in Canada and, and a bunch globally, that shows the hugely positive relationship between having some form of uncultivated land in close proximity to cultivated land. There'll be a beneficial insect display at the Canola Palooza at the Agriculture Canada Research Station in Saskatoon next Tuesday. Growers will be able to watch the interaction between the various insects and bugs. We're lining things up so that we should have a very beyond Thunderdome style experience where two go in and one come out and we can have people standing around cheering for the uh, natural enemies to be uh, consuming the pest species. The beneficial insect display is at the Saskatoon Agriculture Canada Research Station next Tuesday. The market update on The Source, 620 CKRM. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola gained $1.10 at $4.94.20. Flax fell $10 at $4.08.96. Oats rose $0.31 cents at $1.61.50. Yellow peas gained $5 at $319. Number one red spring wheat dropped $2.11 at $264.30. The rest were unchanged. Durham, 274.56. Feed barley, 127.03. Feed wheat, 141.99. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, July wheat was down one and a half cents a bushel at 626.00. The Livestock Report on the Source, 620 CKRM. And now the latest Livestock Report. Hi, this is Brady Olson at the Cinnaboy Livestock Auction for the market report for the week of June 14th. Cinnaboy did not have a sale this week. It was Weyburn's turn. I was at the sale. They had a lot of cattle, just over a 1,000 head. As your D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.05 to $1.18 a pound. D3 cows sold from $0.85 cents to $1.05. Slaughter bulls from $1.20 to $1.40 a pound. Now moving over to your feeder steers, 800 to 900 pounds, averaged $1.88 and sold up to $1.92. Steers 700 to 800, averaged $2 and sold up to $2.13 a pound. Steers 650 to 700 pounds, averaged $1.97 and sold up to $2.20. Now moving over to your feeder heifers, 800 to 900 pounds, averaged $1.56 and sold up to $1.75. Heifer 700 to 800 pounds, averaged $1.74 and sold up to $1.89. 650 to 700 pounds, averaged $1.86 and sold up to $1.95. For more market information, call me, Brady Olson, at the Cinnaboy Livestock Auction, 642-5358. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,000 hogs Wednesday, selling in the range of 192 to 193 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,500 heads, selling in the range of 195 to 197 per CKG. Ham's marketing cash hog price today is up $3.75 per 
CKG and forward contract prices opened mixed this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar was up with the daily exchange rate at 1.3209. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 0.7527 cents U.S. U.S. cash prices moved higher yesterday as packers are confident that their margins will